right. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our PO Leadership Snippets uh, this morning. And with me this morning, we've got Rodney Davis from Graysuits, who's a partner and practice leader there, a CPA and CA by training. He comes from big business, down a member of the Southam days, yep. the KPMG days, yep. to really working with a lot of SMEs uh, these days. <coughs> yep. So Rodney, uh, maybe you can tell us a little about gray suits, but also tell tell us a little bit what a typical day is like for you. Wow. It, it, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, like everybody else, uh, March 16th was a pivotal time in the in sort of the way we work. All of a sudden, we had to make a decision <clears throat> about uh, how we were going to continue to run the office and serve our clients. So typical day today is I come in around 730 <clears throat> to an empty office that used to be bustling with people by nine o'clock. And I uh, take uh, uh, get working on my files. I'll do a, a drains up with our senior team um, on every Monday to find out where they are with their files. But all of our people are working remotely. Um, I may see a, a human being uh, every couple of days as they come in to do something that they had to do on a file. But the office is pretty quiet and. Uh, Everything is happening remotely. What has been fascinating uh, as well, Leon, is I do more Zoom meetings in the last uh, 30 days than I probably have in the last year. It's been unbelievable how, uh, how many meetings we've had uh, and productive too. Yeah, I know. The world has changed. Mm, yeah. So what people don't really know about you, Rodney, is that you're as much, an, well, you're an accountant, but you're equally even more an entrepreneur. And... Uh, I mean, you've had your own businesses, you've taken a couple of gambles on a few things on restructuring businesses, but you really landed in your feet with, with gray suits. And uh, for those that don't know, your specialty is really focused on that SME market and yes, putting in dealing with the CFOs. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have had an interesting career. You're right. I've, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. I've been a CFO. I've been a public company CEO. I've been a public company CFO. Uh, and I really love doing this, advising SMEs on uh, how to navigate the the pitfalls and the opportunities that face their businesses. So, you know, I'm thinking about our members today, especially the ones on the SME side. Um, the world has changed. You're in a, a number of these different companies. Yes. Uh, one of the things you mentioned to me is, you know, even from the, the accounting perspective and looking at the numbers, what has been much more of a compliance way of doing things and looking at that role the skill change, the skills have really changed or the requirements for those skills have changed. Maybe, maybe you can elaborate for the group on that. Yeah, the, the, the interesting thing I was, I was saying to you as you, uh, when you and I were talking earlier that uh, in the last uh, few weeks, what has been most surprising to me is the acceleration in the inquiries just requiring a, a, a more specialized skill for a period of time to deal with the current situation, um, whether that's to accommodate the requirements of banking or to make operating decisions. I've had people call me to help them navigate the layoff process. And I would have thought more of the calls would have been about the application processes and how do I access the money, but they're not calling us for that. The, the government's done a good job on that. They're calling us to help them figure out how to make the decisions. And, and what's happening is in that SME category, businesses that are sort of <clears throat> approaching $3 million in revenue, and our client base goes right up to $50 million revenue companies. 
um, and in some cases beyond. But what's happening is the in-house skill set may not be um, specialized enough to deal with the, the difficulties of putting together the cash flows, putting together the long-range forecasting, and just dealing with the immediate needs. Like when you go to your financial institution and they say, well, how much do you need for how long and what happens if they really struggle without having a bit of specialized expertise helping them out. And we're getting a lot of requires for that. And I encourage guys to go beyond compliance to your point and start looking at um, periodically um, the, the financial management of your business. Um, it takes you, you said something really interesting and it sort of just struck, struck me. It's, you know, going to the financial institutions, they're having to go to the financial institutions today to extend credit and, and different things. What I often find with some of them, and maybe you do as well, is we need to actually think further ahead. So just satisfying the needs for working capital today to get through the month or two may not be enough. And have you seen that in prepping these guys to say, why not look at a year just in case this thing drags on further and really pushing our lines? 100%. And and you know what that forces, uh, to your point, is it forces a conversation about how we're going to do business. Two of my clients are in the newspaper business, and you can only imagine um, how difficult that would be. But up until this part of the crisis, we had a plan that took both of them into profitability um, based on page counts, based on ad volumes, and based on the distribution of the properties. All of a sudden, you're not distributing the paper anymore, but you do have a digital platform. And in looking beyond the immediate needs, we've had to look at, well, how are we going to deliver a product for the next year that's going to generate enough revenue to sustain this business until and if things go back to normal? Uh, and in the newspaper business, they may never go back to normal. So we've actually built a model that says if we have to become an entirely digital platform forever, what does it look like? <clears throat> and yeah, those questions, if you're only looking at the immediate, you're going to miss it because you're going to get through the immediate and then, and then what? Because we can't control when this stops. Well, you guys, you know, you sit in a fortunate position, like, because people are hiring you to come in, so they're going to listen to you. How often are you finding the leaders today so stuck in terms of the current situation that they're not really thinking about potentially the reset? Are you able to sort of push them or guide them to start thinking about that? It was much harder at the onset. I mean, I would say more than half of my clients were constantly saying to me, but this isn't going to go longer than a month, is it? This isn't going to go longer than a month, is it? Like, seriously, let's just get through this first little period. And in the beginning, I was constantly saying to them, that's not what I'm hearing. And it doesn't matter. Like, you, we can't control it. And I can't see how this is only a month. In the last uh, <clears throat> two or three weeks, I think the conversations have changed to what they should be. And I think there's still time, certainly with my clients, to, to, to make the, the, the changes that they need to. I know that the hardest part was getting clients, as you and I were discussing, to understand that cash flow is different than profit. And right now we're managing for cash flow because cash flow is what keeps us alive. Profit is what's our long-term viability, but they got to stay alive right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ronnie, the types of services or businesses, you talked about the number side on the revenue. What type of industries are you guys really specializing in? Or it doesn't matter when you're Well, cleaning. you know, I, I have always said to people that size is probably the biggest determinant of the ideal clients for us because we we go into those businesses whereby they 
they are at a size where they need a slightly higher skill set than they can afford on a full-time basis. And so they bring us in for specialized and or replacement services. Um, and if, you, if, you're, if you've ever seen my background, Leon, I've probably worked in about 15 industries in 10 countries. And so I, uh, I am very comfortable adapting to whatever circumstance uh, I get confronted with. And, and I've been very fortunate that I've been able to, uh, I haven't found a client yet that I haven't been able to figure out their business model in a reasonably short period of time and add value. So we tend to focus on size. If you're over $3 million or if you're um, emerging and fast growing, um, and you kind of think with the resources I have now, uh, I'm, I'm finding I'm not getting the answers I need. Someone typically refers you to a guy like us and, and it's been great. <clears throat> and so we've been growing during this period for some reason. I, I expected our revenues to fall and now I'm worried about qualifying for the 75% because we, I, I've got enough inbound inquiries to cause me to think uh, this is gonna be a, a better period than I thought it would, but for how long? And even in my business, I won't look only at three months. I've got to look at a year because I've been projecting there's going to be a fall off because businesses could only afford even the essential services for so long. Yeah. Do you have a sense, given the exposure you have in terms of how long this may last and whether a lot of these businesses will recover? Uh, I think the service, uh, the, the, I think the retail sort of terrestrial retail is going to have a really difficult time. Um, recovering. If I were in terrestrial retail right now, I would be using this time to fully vet and explore the digital channels. I think the food service guys uh, that are our clients have, have had an interesting adjustment period and, and there may be uh, a model for them going forward that involves much more distributed food to uh, convenience type uh, content, but the sit down restaurant is going to be a real challenge to see that come back anytime soon and the medical so we've got a few quite a few medical based clients whether it's dental practices doctors practices and um, and clinics and man they uh, their revenue fell off of a cliff there some of them are doing the telemedicine and the video uh, um, consultations but I just don't see that as being a very sustainable long-term business model for the cost structures that they have. So I think longer term, we're going to see people change their cost structure and try to make themselves have more of a variable cost base than they've had in the past so that they can shelter uh, these kinds of risks. And I don't know what that's going to mean for the traditional uh, uh, employer-employee model. It's going to be really interesting to see a year from now what that looks like. Ronnie, thank you so much for sharing those uh, stories with us and giving thank us a little you, bit of it. I hope it was helpful. I, I, and I must tell you, for even though you didn't ask me to, I got to tell you, my experience with PEO over the last uh, four years has been uh, life-changing for me. And I want to thank you for that. I know that you and I met first at the referral of a very good friend of mine, Dave Smith. Um, and it, it's been life changing. I just come back to Canada and uh, I needed uh, some uh, peer uh, friendships and PEO's done a great job for me in that regard. Just made me a whole bunch of really great new friends. Oh, that's awesome. Those are, it means a lot to us, myself and, and our entire team. But yeah, it's members like you that actually make this possible, to be honest. I mean, we run around, we quarterback the stuff, but you guys sort of make this stuff happen, which is great. Thanks a lot. And, and thanks for, for thanks for four years of it. And I'm here, man. I'll be here for a while. Thanks.
Thanks, Rodney. Have a great day. Be safe. Well. And uh, I was going to say enjoy the weekend, but hunger. <laughs> what weekend? <laughs> yeah. There is no such thing anymore. Thanks so much, Rodney. That was great. Yeah, take care. It's great seeing you. It's great seeing you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. All the best.